Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Pursuit of Truth podcast. My name is Will. I'm your host. Today's date is June 1st, 2021. This is going to be episode 50. This episode is going to be called Watch the States. They will lead the way. So I hope you all had a wonderful Memorial Day. I did. Uh, I usually have Mondays off anyway, so uh, I guess I'm going to get holiday pay for that. I guess so. That's pretty nice. Um, but yeah, it was hot. And I think Memorial Day was I think it was our first uh, three-digit day in terms of temperature for Sacramento of the year. So uh, that's good. Usually it's hot. Honestly, usually every year it gets hot in like March. (laughs) Usually in March, it's like 85, 88, you know, in March. Um, But I'm glad it didn't. Honestly, it didn't honestly get hot until the last day of May. So um, I can't complain about that. Well, I can because it was super hot. It was like 100,000 degrees outside. And it was just terrible. I don't know why some of you like this weather. Some of you like the heat and everything. I hate it. I like it cold. And then all of these, like, bugs are flying around and everything. And, you know, I actually had a, uh, a moth flew into my room, which was annoying. Uh, it was huge, too. I was like, how did that thing get in the house? It's huge. And then there was a spider, like, cooped up in the corner of the, the wall somewhere. And... Yeah, I made sure that he knew that he came into the wrong house. So, other than that, uh, I hope you all had a wonderful Memorial Day. And I always talk about um, Memorial Day. Some of the greatest patriots, uh, in my opinion, are the congregation of the Church of Lexington, who came and uh, stood up to the British in the 1770s when the British tried to come and seize a cache of weapons. They uh, held, the British held them at gunpoint, and they pointed their guns back at the British, and This ignited the American Revolution. So, let's go ahead and get into our uh, economic news here. Alright, so we're going to start off with an article here from the westernjournal.com. And it talks about how, uh, the article says, Biden threatens American jobs, oil, and gas industry with his latest move. Now, we know Joe Biden has already threatened um, American pipeline jobs and things like that, canceling the Keystone Pipeline and things like that, that killed 70 million jobs on his first day in office. And it's just unfortunate that one man can just cancel your job with the stroke of a pen. Uh, but the article says, uh, according to the Washington Post, the Biden administration moved to protect some bird populations under the Endangered Species Act, specifically the population in Texas and New Mexico. Northern populations in Oklahoma and Kansas weren't listed because their numbers were determined to have declined less drastically. Now, the problem is that population overlaps with the Permian Basin, which is an oil and gas rich area, and this means that more energy jobs could be lost. In the proposed listing, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service puts specific blame on the petroleum industry for contributing to habitat loss. They're saying... Petroleum and natural gas production result in both direct and indirect habitat loss effects to the lesser prairie chicken. Uh, And they're saying, well, pad construction, seismic surveys, access road development, power line construction, pipeline corridors, and other activities can all result in direct habitat loss by removal of vegetation used by lesser prairie chickens. As documented in other grouse species, indirect habitat loss also occurs from avoidance of vertical structures, noise, and human presence, which can all influence lesser prairie chicken to behave in the general vicinity of oil and gas development areas. These activities also disrupt lesser prairie chicken reproductive behavior. Now, that uh, the report actually added that oil and gas development 
activities have resulted in decreases in population, resiliency, and species redundancy. So what you're going to get from this, um, it's just a pathetic um, reason to cancel American jobs because humans matter more than animals. Why do humans matter more than animals? Because humans were created in the image of God. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. That's what the Bible says. Now, humans matter more than animals. Now, he's just using the excuse of protecting the environment in order to, you know, say, okay, we're going to get rid of these jobs. You know, because you have a lot of people on the left. Um, not, 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 I would say not even most, but there's a good amount of people on the left who are these, uh, they, they kind of, they kind of make the jokes about them on social media, how there's like the, the Prius driving tree huggers, you know, that don't want to hurt the environment and things like that. They're kind of those people that are kind of like, oh my gosh, the environment, the environment. Yes. In my personal opinion, I think we should protect the environment, but not at the expense of human jobs and in, in humanity, you know, what humans have to do. So that's just me. Now, I'm going to go ahead and move on here. So Kamala Harris is actually, she actually commanded uh, U.S. corporations to create jobs in Central America. Today, we are launching our call to action for businesses to invest in the Northern Triangle. And that is one of the specific reasons that I've asked these business leaders to join us today. And so this focus includes digital inclusion, everything from digital inclusion to workforce development. I believe that the businesses, in, in particular our private business sector, have a very significant role to play, as we all know, in creating jobs, in promoting economic opportunity, and in long-term development. Um, I am proud that we have companies already in the United States who have committed to act. We have MasterCard, who intends to partner across sectors to bring 5 million people in the region into the digital economy and to support 1 million small businesses. So they want to put jobs in South America. But what about American jobs? How are you just going to kill oil jobs and gas jobs like the Keystone Pipeline and things like that? Isn't the unemployment rate in America 6.1%? Isn't the unemployment unemployment rate pretty high? That's a pretty high unemployment number. Um, Actually, the unemployment rate in the United States had actually reached an all-time low in 50 years in September of 2019. So what happened? What happened? None of these people have jobs now. And how come after Biden does his American jobs plan and things like that, how come unemployment is still going up? It's crazy. I think the average unemployment under Donald Trump for average was about 3.5%. So uh, Joe Biden's on his way to doubling that. I honestly think unemployment's going to go up higher and higher. I think I think we'll see unemployment at about 8%. That's my personal opinion. Now, when you actually look at uh, copper prices, so it's just been reported uh, yesterday from Disclose.tv, which, which has a Telegram channel. I talk about Disclose a lot. And it says that new copper prices surged to a record high, $10,000 a ton in May due to growth-hungry China, Demand for the global green reset and limited mine development. How about that? Uh, we're getting our jobs killed, our our coal and gas and oil jobs killed, and China's just sucking them up. And China, you know, you should look at the pollution. You know, we always say, "Oh, the United States is so bad," but China is the number one polluter in the world. Okay, as China controls uh, the United States media outlets and just tells them what to say. 
and tells them, oh, it's, you know, you can't hurt the environment, can't hurt the environment. You know, China directs our our U.S. media outlets to say that stuff and people just believe anything that the media says. And then meanwhile, China is taking these coal, coal jobs. OK, it's like. You had jobs like the Keystone Pipeline and things like that. And so these companies who were, you know, had were contracting people out to work for that stuff. These companies don't have don't aren't getting the business anymore because Joe Biden's canceling him and things like that. And the U.S. Fish and Wildlife, they're getting rid of these these jobs. So they're taking the contracts away from these com- companies and they can't do the jobs. And so what happens is that these countries will see somebody like China. China is going to tell these countries, send, China is going to send some emails or send some letters or make some phone calls and say, hey, we're 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 actually building this uh, project. We're, we're going to build a pipeline from Beijing to Shanghai. You want to come work on that? I mean, I don't know if China's really making a pipeline from Beijing to Shanghai, but it's just an example here. And so these companies are going to, China is going to contact these companies or Russia or Canada, other companies, other countries are going to contact them and be like, Hey, you know, we actually have a big project for your company. You can make a lot of money since you're not doing anything in the United States and the president's canceling your plan. So come, come and work for us in China or, 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 or Russia or something like that. And you can make some money over here. All right. So, uh, we're going to move on here to our politics and things like that. So, on Memorial Day, Joe Biden uh, did a he did a uh, he delivered remarks um, at the an annual an annual Memorial Day service in Delaware. So Joe Biden he totally slurred his way through nine minutes. Okay, it was a painful and grueling nine minutes. If you want to go listen to it, uh, I you might need to you know take something so that you don't fall asleep. You might need to drink some coffee through it so you don't fall asleep. Cause I know my head was a uh, dipping and bobbing, you know, I'm just, no, he was putting me to sleep and I had just woken up and I was watching it. And so 7,300 people, 7,300 people tuned in to watch the white house's YouTube channel when Biden was speaking. So 7,300 people watched it, right. As of, you know, as, as, as of uh, this right here. And there was 1,500 down votes. So 1,500 people disliked it and 199 people liked it. And then they're saying Joe Biden got 81 million votes. Really? This guy, got, this guy, this guy Joe Biden's the most popular president of all time? Joe Biden's more popular than Barack Obama? Oh, no. I don't think so. I absolutely disagree. Something, something ain't right there. And so... On the actual White House channel itself, because you know, whenever you, uh, whenever they have like the president speaking and things like that, you can always watch the speech on different channels like ABC, NBC, Fox, uh, MSN, CNN, all those different places. And sometimes you have certain certain independent uh, news outlets who will live stream it as well, so you can watch it or listen to it. And so, 560 people watched on the White House YouTube channel itself. So. He actually, uh, if you look at Joe Biden's tweet before he, uh, before he made his Memorial Day remarks, he had a tweet that said, stay cool this weekend, folks. And it was, it was creepy because there's a photo with him talking to a little girl. Okay. This girl looks like she's, she's like 11 or 12. She doesn't even look like a teenager. Okay. You know, and, and we've seen the videos and the footage of creepy uncle Joe sniffing little girl's hair, kissing them, even grown women too. But he's sniffing them and kissing them and doing all that stuff and touching them and hugging them and it's just disgusting. Okay, if you if you want to see that, just go on YouTube and look up creepy Uncle Joe Biden. That's all you had to do. He's creepy and it's disgusting. You know, I, I wouldn't want him 
uh, around my daughter, if I had a daughter and he was doing that, oh no, oh no, we'd have a problem. I don't care if you're the president. I don't, I don't care. I don't care. Okay. That's the beauty about America. We can tell people to uh, shut up and go away. And uh, even Kamala Harris had a uh, less than ecstatic tweet. She just said, uh, enjoy the long weekend with a picture of her smiling creepily. Um, you, you look at the picture. It's pretty creepy. She's like, like I tell, like I tell you, she is Cruella DeVille. Okay. It, it, it's a creepy smile. Okay. All right. So we're going to move on here. Uh, the Telegram channel, CJ Truth, that, you know, you've heard me talk about CJ Truth. They, uh, they, they talk about the good news every Sunday and Wednesday. So let's uh, look at some of this uh, stuff that they call good news. So uh, number one is that more than uh, 1,000 Southern California patriots uh, that were united at the Riverside National Cemetery on Saturday morning to place flags on the grave of 200,000 service members. Number two, uh, millions, of Amer- millions of Americans are traveling this Memorial Day uh Millions, excuse me, millions more Americans are traveling this Memorial Day than they did last year. The Automobile uh, Club of Southern California projected a 60% increase in overall travel and a 578 increase in air travel. People are traveling now as much as they did pre-lockdown. So now uh, the 60% there, uh, it's unfortunate uh, in my opinion because these people can't drive. <laughs> now, number three, California Governor Gavin Newsom, Gavin Nutjob, became the first governor in America to have a permanent injunction against him on behalf of houses of worship. A California district court, um, sorry about that. A California district court ruling prohibited Newsom and the state of California from ever issuing another COVID restriction on any church in the state, unless that same restriction applies to everyone else. Newsom was also ordered to reimburse the Liberty Council 1.3 million in attorney fees and costs. More states are actually expected to follow doing these uh, rulings against their governors. Now you know that. Uh, they got to stop the churches. That Honestly, that the, one of the reasons for the lockdown, because we know it was a scamdemic, we know it was a fake-demic. If you don't believe me about it being a scamdemic, go to my website, PursuitOfTruth.info, and I have the PDF there. It's 11 pages long. It's a PDF there with green hyperlinks and everything. You can click on the stories and see the evidence, okay? It's, it's an undeniable PDF. And so one of the reasons for these lockdowns um, was to... It was to stop the churches from worshiping because the thing is that the government and a lot of the progressives, they want the government to be God. Okay, that is their end goal here. They want the state to be supreme. It's state supremacy. Who also preached state supremacy? None other than an Adolf Hitler, the state being more supreme. Okay, and the thing is that when the government's trying to become your God, because look at the government regulates everything. They regulate what you eat. (laughs) <laughs> they regulate your schools, your businesses, and everything. So the government is trying to control your life. They're trying to take you out of work and give you stimulus checks and an inflating dollar, you know. And so as the government's trying to become your god, they have to push God out, and that's why they always push anti-God, anti-family messages, things like abortion. It's anti-family. It really is. And I'll I can I, I I'll get into abortion uh, later. But uh, if you actually uh, want to, if you're actually curious. Uh, Planned Parenthood, before it was named Planned Parenthood, it was called the Negro Project. And Margaret Sanger, who was the one who founded the Negro Project, said that she told her friend in a letter, we don't want the population and we don't want the public to know that we want to exterminate the Negro population. Okay, anyways, moving on. I will get into that a, a, another day. I'll get into all that another day. Now, number four. So Senate Republicans blocked Pelosi's legislation to create a 9-11 type January 6th commission. So pretty much with this January 6th commission, they were going to uh, delve deeper into um, who 
came into the Capitol on January 6th and things like that. So you notice that people who came into the Capitol on January 6th and came in there and things like that, they were placed on no-fly lists and things like that. And then, like, TSA was, like, checking them and all these things. I actually saw on Reddit, I saw a post about a guy who went to the January 6th uh, Capitol. And I don't know if he went inside or not, but he was there at the January 6th um, debacle. And he... He actually transports um, like petroleum, gas, and things like that uh, interstate through, through different states. He like drives them around and things like that. And so he actually got his license revoked to transport because you have you need a license to transport the certain types of materials he was transporting. And because he got a letter from the DHS, and it said that um, he he's his license had been revoked for that. So he was out of pretty much out of a job for that. And that's that's a scary thing. You know, you don't even have the right to go and. Talk about what you believe and go ahead and uh, show your support for what you believe. That's that's a scary thing. And we also know that the FBI was going through the backdoor NSA databases in order to uh, try to prosecute people without a warrant. So there's that. And also another thing is that they're always looking at January 6th, January 6th, January 6th. Now, this is this is how ridiculous the mainstream media is. So go on Google.com and type in the word riot, R-I-O-T, riot. That's it. Just type that in and boom. All you hear about is January 6th. You don't hear about... The summer of 2020 when BLM was out there looting and shooting. Of course you don't hear about that because they're the government pawns. They're they're the people that the government uses, okay, to advance their agenda. It's to advance the progressive agenda. That's what it is. It's not it's not even liberals. You know, that's the thing. Uh it's not even liberals. So like a lot of people, a lot of conservatives like to say, oh, it's the liberals. No, it's not the liberal. It's not the liberals. It's the progressives that are the problem. It's the progressives. And I'll talk about progressivism a little bit later, but it, it's it's uh, neither here nor there right now. So, number five, uh, Facebook whistleblower Morgan Kaman was fired for speaking the truth, but more than 10,000 supporters have rallied around him and donated more than 430,000, showing their appreciation. Facebook, number six, Facebook will no longer remove posts claiming COVID-19 was man-made as support mounts for probes into the virus origins and the once-ridiculed lab leak theory. Number seven, the U.S. Senate unanimously passed a bill requiring the Biden administration to declassify any and all information about the links between the Wuhan lab and COVID-19 within 90 days and to make as much information as possible public, uh, publicly available. This will allow the world to decide for themselves whether it was China at fault for the virus or not. So there's that. That's uh, He only had seven, so that's the end of that. Okay, and so moving on, so we have Donald Trump went on Newsmax and he actually discussed uh, Joe Biden's border plan. He said, if he would have done nothing, we would have had right now the strongest border in history. All he had to do was nothing. I had everything worked out with the other countries, whether it's Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, and Mexico, unquote. And so, yeah, we know Trump was uh, threatening uh, them with tariffs if they didn't help stop uh, illegal immigrants from coming into the country. And if they didn't stop the surge, the Trump was going to tariff them. Like that's, that's why Mexico, I think Mexico had about 20,000 Mexican soldiers on the border, making it so that people would stay in Mexico before they came to the United States uh, and uh, became citizens and things like that. And so uh, Joe Biden pretty much removed that stuff. And he was pretty much, uh, Joe Biden actually, I talked about it in a previous episode, Joe Biden was saying that he would just pay the countries to keep the illegal immigrants from coming in. That's not good. That's not good. Okay, if Joe Biden, if they're gonna pay you to do that, why not? Uh, 
why not just say, okay, okay, all right, you pay us and we'll we'll stop it. And so then they're paying you, they're paying you, paying, you, and you decide, huh? I, I want more money. So you say, oh, there's more immigrants, uh, there's more illegal immigrants coming through. Our, we don't have enough soldiers. We don't know how to have enough soldiers. So we're gonna need more money in order to pay the more soldiers. And so the Biden administration would send more money, and then they just put a little more soldiers on there, and they say, oh, this is rinse and repeat. That's not what's going on, but I think that's what could go on. So. And so, moving on. So we have something pretty interesting interesting here. So in Germany, a uh, this comes from the epictimes.com, a German judge declares mass mandates illegal and harmful to children. Hmm. And some people would say, well, that's Germany, that's not the United States. And to them, I would say, do we breathe the same air that they do? It's all oxygen and nitrogen. We all breathe the same air, okay? So the air in Germany is no different from the air over here. Okay, yeah, you have pollution and things like that. Okay, okay, fine. But if it's a, if it's harmful to children in Germany and in Britain and things like that where they talk about this stuff, how is it not harmful in America? Okay, because some people would say, well, that's Germany, that's not America. Well, actually, it's the same because it's all one planet. So it says, in Germany, mass mandates in schools have been under the microscope, and in particular, extraordinary judgment was given last month. On April 8th, the Weimar District Court banned two schools in that district from enforcing mass mandates, social distancing requirements, and rapid COVID-19 testing on their students. The court also ordered the schools to no longer conduct distance learning. The decision followed, was, uh, followed a legal action by a mother of two students, age 18 and 14, respectively, at one of the two schools uh, who argued that such measures were causing physical, psychological, and pedagogical harm to their children, as well as constituting an infringement of her children and parental rights under German and international law. The judge's name was Christian Detmer. He upheld this argument, and there's a PDF here. Um, he noted that mass mandates and social distancing requirements for children were not only causing harm mentioned above, but were in direct violation of Articles 2 and 6 of the German Constitution, which guarantee rights, the rights to freedom of individual development, education, and parental assistance. Now, I never read the German Constitution. I might, I might, I might, I might do it later, but uh, I haven't done it yet. And so that's what that's the general uh, gist of what it says there. So, moving on. So, this one's according to the Gateway Pundit. So we know about Gretchen Whitmer going to that place and getting that pizza, and then she's like, "Oh, they have pretty good pizza." I'm sorry, they have. You know, that's pretty much. It was pathetic. Okay, so there's a Polish immigrant. Who was who actually escaped communism, and they were actually followed by undercover police, arrested and jailed for a uh, for refusing to shut down a Michigan restaurant. So, this Polish immigrant now under communism, you're usually followed by undercover police. <laughs> you're arrested and jailed for things, and that's exactly what the governor of Michigan did to this Polish immigrant. Wow, the name of this Polish immigrant was Marlena Pavlos Hackney. And she was the owner of Marlena's Bistro and Pizzeria in Holland, Michigan. And she was arrested in front of her residence and taken to Ingram County Jail for refusing to shut down her restaurant. So uh, there's that. That's uh, oh, that's that's great. Thanks, socialism. So move on here. So 117 uh, employees sue the Houston area hospital over a vaccine mandate. They're saying, quote, you're forcing, you're forcing us to be human guinea pigs, unquote. So 117 employees filed a lawsuit against uh, 
against the hospital. And the lawsuit argues that the vaccine mandate violates the Nuremberg Code and U.S. statutes that allow Americans to refuse unapproved treatments according to law and crime. So this violates the Nuremberg Code. And so in the Nuremberg Code, that was the Nuremberg trials where when they tried the Nazis and everything for what their war crimes and things like that, the Nazis were actually forcing this type of stuff on people as well. And so the employees are suing the Methodist Hospital, the Methodist Hospital System, and Houston Houston Methodist, the uh, the Woodlands Hospital. So they're saying, quote, 100% vaccination is more important than in your individual freedom. Every one of you is replaceable. If you don't like what you're, uh, like, like what you're doing, you can leave and we will replace your spot, unquote. And that's what Bernard told the employees. That's one of the CEOs. So the frontline workers at Houston Methodist are pushing back against the CEO because they don't want to be guinea pigs. And then there's, the lawsuit urges this. It says, quote, Methodist Hospital is forcing its employees to be human guinea pigs as a condition for continued employment, unquote. So uh, there's that. So we know Facebook agreed to stop removing posts about COVID coming from the lab and things like that. So, But uh, I have something, a tweet by Rasmussen, and it says, Facebook has removed 18 million misleading posts about COVID-19 since the beginning of the pandemic and labeled more than 160 million, 167 million others. That's a lot of labeling. Uh, it says, Rasmussen asked the question, how's that working out on voter uh, impacting voter opinion? 68% of voters think the virus came from the Chinese lab. And so, you know, it's a poll. And, you know, I always tell you, I don't really believe in polls and things like that. So they say 68%. I, I, I haven't taken that poll, have you? Okay, but I do believe it came from the Chinese lab because we know Dr. Fauci was uh, funding it through EcoHealth and the National Institute of Health, and they were funding it. Uh, and because Fauci has uh, big stocks in those companies, he actually uh, was on the board of some of those companies, and he uh, he funded the Wuhan Institute of Virology, which hit us with the the virus. And so, which is kind of shocking. Something that's kind of shocking here. Moving on, is that you have the a Russian foreign minister. Uh, Lavrov, he actually spoke out against the on uh, what he called unconstitutional persecution of January 6th protesters, and uh, the United the U.S. government actually arrested uh, 450 citizens for the protest at the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, and many of them were arrested by the FBI after they were welcomed into the U.S. Capitol by police officers. So uh, it says many of the men and women uh, arrested continue to be held in isolation without trial. Can you believe that right now? 450 people were arrested for going to the Capitol on January 6th. And a lot of them were, are being held right now in, in isolation without trial. That is, that's that's a violation of the uh, Sixth Amendment that gives you uh, the right to a fair and speedy trial. And also this violates Article 1, the, uh, the habeas corpus doctrine that says that you're innocent until you're proven guilty. So this violates all that. It's like, oh, it's just the Constitution, right? Not like it matters, right? And so that all comes from thegatewaypundit.com. So moving on. So we know the Arizona governor, Doug Ducey, he actually vetoes 22 bills on Friday. That's a lot of vetoing. Uh, and there's a uh, pro-election integrity bill uh, that was does like the voter ID and things like that. And then some people were saying, oh, he, this guy hates Arizona and things like that. So moving on. So this comes... From the HuffingtonPost.com, HuffPost.com, says breaking, uh, breaking uh, Georgia audit update. Fulton County Sheriff security detail left ballot warehouse against the court orders. 20 minutes later, the alarm went off and the door was found ajar. And there's actually 
uh, there's actually pictures of this. So they have pictures of it. Okay, so what you have here is that you had two Fulton County Sheriff vehicles that, that had been securing the building on uh, since May 25th. So since May 25th till now. So uh, and actually, Judge Amaro he actually ordered the sheriffs to guard the facility. And so yesterday at, at 4 p.m., the two sheriff cars actually left the parking lot for two hours. And 20 minutes after the cars left the premises, the security alarm went off. Now, the private security detail heard the alarm and investigated. And when they did, they found the door unlocked and the building was unattended. And so on Twitter, a lady by the name of Emerald Robinson, uh, she tweeted about it. And she actually has a picture of the door open. It says, uh, even there's even sign on the door that says open door with conscience. It's a pink sign and everything. So you can look at Emerald Robinson and you can see her tweet about it. And so apparently there is a camera on top of the building and, uh, somebody has been requested. People have been requesting this footage to see what, uh, what really went on. So then of course, Donald Trump, uh, would not ever not make a statement about this on his website. He makes a statement, um, saying that, you know, Republicans and Patriots must protect the site in uh, absentee ballots. He says the left is scared of what's going to be found. Uh, he says it's a fraud election and things like that. You know, you've heard him say it all the time. So, and also, uh, you actually see from the HuffPost.com, it says that uh, there's a Trump's ex-national security advisor, Michael Flynn, General Michael Flynn. Uh, they're saying that he calls for a Myanmar-type coup in the United States. So we know that in Myanmar, Burma, we know that they had an election in Burma, and it was a fraud, fraudulent, a fraudulent election. And the military went and took control of the country and said that we're going to be here taking control of the country until you all can have a free and fair election because it wasn't it wasn't fair. It wasn't free. So the military decided that they didn't have a free and fair election. And so the military had uh, taken power there. And so Michael Flynn, uh, he actually was asked a question. And uh, by some somebody in the audience, he was speaking in Dallas, Texas, and he was actually asked a question. It, it, the person said, quote, I want to know why what happened in Myanmar can't happen here. And uh, Michael Flynn responded with no reason it should happen, unquote. So uh, there's that. And so on Telegram, uh, Michael Flynn actually posted again about this on Telegram. He says, he says, let me be clear. There is no reason for any type of coup in America. And I do not and have not at any time called for any action of that sort. Any reporting of any other belief by me is a bold-faced fabrication on Twisted reporting at a lively panel at a conference of patriotic Americans who love this country, just as I do. I am no stranger to media manipulating my words, and therefore let me repeat my response to a question asked at the conference. There, are, there is no reason a coup should happen here in America. That's what General Flynn said about the matter. Now, a little while ago, a gentleman by the name of Mike Lindell, I think it was probably about... March, he said that Trump could be reinstated as president uh, as soon as August. And so now from Business Insider, we actually have a story here that tells us that Trump is telling people he'll, he thinks he'll be reinstated as president in August, according to a report. It's saying uh, former President Donald Trump is, and this comes from the Business Insider, they're saying that he's floating another idea about unlawfully taking power. Trump is said to have echoed a far-right conspiracy theory that he'll be reinstated. Pro-Trump personalities such as my pillow CEO Mike Lindell have pushed this basis claim for months. And so, we know that the election audits are going on and things like that. And so, some people are claiming there's fraud. Some people are claiming there wasn't fraud. The thing is that, when is the last time that we've ever had a presidential candidate declare the winner on any day other than that election night? Don't worry, I'll wait. 
Okay, the answer is that it hasn't happened, okay? This is the first time it's ever happened. I've watched quite a few, not that many, but I've watched some uh, inaugurations. Like, I remember both of Obama's, Trump's, then, you know. But they were always declared the winners on election night. So, that's the anomaly here. So, there's a uh, lady by the name of Jenna Ellis, and uh, she has a Twitter, and she tweets this. She says... The election was lawless. Six states allowed their delegates to be to uh, excuse me. Six states allowed their delegates to vote by false certifications, but the electoral college process happened. The Constitution has only one process for removal of a sitting president: impeachment and conviction. No, President Trump is not going to be reinstated. Now, I would say, if you had an election and somebody cheated, would that person be legally a sitting president? No, they wouldn't, if that's the case, if that's the case, if they're just cheating. Now, she also says, the best thing we can do as constitutionalists moving forward is to ensure the utter disregard for states. Uh, election laws never happens again. That's why election integrity is the number one issue facing America today. Okay, look, if somebody cheated in the in an election, you think that they're going to not cheat again? You think they're just going to be like, oh, well, we cheated the first time, but we're just going to be fair this time. No, that's stupid. Now, that is one of the things that is just so pathetic about a lot of Republicans because if something is totally wrong and it's it's clearly wrong and blatantly wrong, the Republicans are just going to say, oh, well, we'll just get them next time. And then they're going to cheat again and the Republicans are like, we'll just get them next time. How pathetic. I just don't, I just don't understand how people can just, I don't know how anybody can just be a Republican. It's just, they're useless. They're just useless. They just get, they just get slapped in the face and they're just like, okay, well, we'll just try again next time. And they get slapped again. You know, that's what they say. So there's a person here by the name of praying medic. Before I get out of here, I'm going to read two things. Okay. So first thing I'm going to read is uh praying medic on telegram. This is what they say. They say, what might happen if election fraud is proven? Some people believe fraud already has been proven. Evidence of a fraud has been presented in public hearings and by experts on social media over the last six months, but evidence heard in court of public opinion and evidence presented to a legislative body are different animals. The former is actionable. The latter is not. Excuse me, the former is not actionable. The latter is. Elections are administered at the state level. If actionable evidence to fraud were presented to a state legislative body, they could vote to decertify their Biden electors. If the evidence were presented to a judge, they could rule that electors must be decertified. The process uh, becomes mired in conflict because many state legislators have abdicated their constitutional authority by allowing the executive branch to certify their electors. If a request were made by the legislator to... Uh, to a governor to decertify electors, it would likely be denied. A court could be asked to resolve the dispute. If the court declined to hear the case, in theory, a constitutional crisis would exist. But this may only be theoretical, since the Constitution gives exclusive authority to the legislator to choose electors. That's the state legislators. If a legislative body has given that authority to the executive branch, they can reclaim it. If three states uh, decertified their Biden electors and certified Trump electors, the outcome of the 2020 election would be changed, at least on paper. That would not lead to automatic removal of Biden from the White House, since there is no constitutional provision for reversing the outcome of a presidential election. There is, however, legal precedent supporting the overturning of election results. Judge Judges frequently order new elections, elections when fraud is found, and sometimes the second place finisher is given the office. It, it seems likely that at least one county or state will be ordered by a judge to hold a new election due to the finding of fraud. I don't know how widespread 
such rulings might be. Fraud cases are likely to reach the Supreme Court, but it's impossible to predict if they will hear a fraud case or how they would rule. The Department of Justice and the courts are, la are the last line of defense against tyranny in the civilian theater. If they fail, they leave the future of the republic in peril. American citizens are hesitant to think that if their president could be removed from office by force. There is no constitutional provision for the overthrow of a president, but it happens all the time in other parts of the world. I am not advocating the overthrow of, Bi of the Biden administration. I'm merely pointing out that military coups are not an infrequent occurrence. If state legislatures, the courts, and the Department of Justice fail to resolve election disputes, the military may take it upon itself to fix the problem. Now, I'm telling you, the military would be the only way that this would happen. And that, and that, that is something that I would hate to see happen. Um, because you know, they say they say it happens in other parts of the world, but this is America where that stuff shouldn't happen. But unfortunately, it can happen here. Unfortunately, it can happen here. John Adams, who was one of our president, former president uh, John Adams, the third president of the United States, he says that our constitution is made for a religious and moral people. The government of any other would be wholly incompetent. You know, it wouldn't work. So our constitution was made for people of God. Okay. That's what it was made for. According to John Adams, one of our found, founding fathers. Now, cold monkey Z on telegram. They tweeted this before I get out of here. Not they tweeted. They sent this message on telegram. They said in political philosophy, this phrase consent of the government refers to the idea that a government's legitimacy and moral right to use state, the state power is justified and lawful only when consented to by the people or society over which that political power is exercised. And so, the definition of the consent of the government uh, on Wikipedia, it says, people are wondering what happens if a few certain states decertify their general election results. It says, please, please reread the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with un certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, government uh, governments are instituted among men, deriving their powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. And that comes from the Declaration of Independence. So we see these election uh, election audits coming into play here. We've seen things in New Hampshire where these uh, ballots are not matching up. The copies of the ballots are not matching up with uh, the originals. There, Some of them don't have serial numbers. We've seen the machines taking votes away from certain candidates and giving them to other candidates. We've seen the people in Arizona looking for these watermarks on the ballots. In states like Wisconsin and Michigan and some others in Philadelphia, excuse me, Pennsylvania, we've seen instances where you have more people that were tallied voting than registered voters of a certain state. So, and then in the middle of the night, we did see the election stop and shut down and then restart the next day, which has never happened. I've never seen it. Have you seen it? I haven't. So, and then we have Trump saying he's coming back into power and all this. It's, it's just really, uh, it'll get crazy out here. So, 
Uh, thank you. I love you so much. I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful to be alive. I'm thankful that God sent his son. Sorry I didn't have this episode up by midnight. It's because uh, at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock, I actually went to go see a friend of mine. And we hung out. We hung out till about like 2 in the morning. So we were just hanging out for a while, like driving around and stuff. So uh, thank you again so much for listening. Uh, go ahead and if you like what I'm doing, like what I'm talking about, go ahead and share this podcast with somebody. Go ahead and go to my website, PursuitTruth.info, and consider donating a dollar to my cause. So thank you so much for listening again, and I'll see you tomorrow on June 2nd, 2021.